Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everyone, welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. I'm Eddie Provident. With me, as always, is the man on the show himself, Ramon Foster. Ramon, how's it going today, man? Man, all good. Busy day, but hey, it's hump day. We got to get past this, man. We're good to go, though. You know, I was going to say that DK was at practice, but he literally, <laughs> literally just walked into the shop. So <laughs> we <laughs> got a DK sighting. Uh, just to share with everybody, there's a virtual clean bill of health over there. Everybody's spirits were very high. Um the only one who looked even kind of iffy was Mason Cole uh, coming off with his his ankle all heavily bandaged up, but he participated. And I got to tell you that Kevin Dotson shared with me, uh, he said, look at that guy and watch him walking in. I see I'm talking your language now. Yep. Mon. I see yep. this. I see this. Yep. Uh, I got to get over there and write about this, but I just wanted to share with you guys that it's all good over there. Everybody but TJ participated. There we I go. Walk at that. Still, it's very high spirits over there. All right. And that is your Pittsburgh Steeler update on from sideline reporter, DK. <laughs> sideline I reporter now. I love it. I love it. Um, so I speaking of, you know, health and everything that's going on, Najee Harris obviously had the foot injury. It sounds like according to DK, he participated today. Uh, but the guy that came in for Najee Harris, Ramon, I yeah. want to talk about Jalen Warren for a little bit. Jalen Warren, uh, you know, he I've always described him as a bowling ball on previous shows. You've heard me say he reminds me of Maurice Jones drew mm -hmm. one thing that if you watched his college tape that you knew about Jalen Warren was he was a blocker. Yeah. And he yeah. showed it. He showed it on Sunday that that man can, you know, he could hit. And he, yeah. he even said in, the, in his locker room availability that that's he enjoys the physicality of football. That's why he likes it so much. Talk to me a little bit from an offensive lineman standpoint. When you have a running back that is like that, that loves to block, how does that help your job? What, how does that make your job easier? Man, it makes it so much easier simply because you you know this. One, he he has a, an attraction for physicality. Okay, so when it comes down to um, pass protecting, he's mm. in on those types of blocks. Uh, the end around from with Chase Claypool. Like, think about those blocks that he had leading on those and also having the ability to simply run the ball. 
Like he, you're getting three things at one when it comes down to a running back, man. Uh, again, he's not Najee. He's mm-hmm. not Saquon Barkley. He's the guy that you want on your team to go in the foxhole for you. And that's what we're getting out of him right now, man. His level of physicality is huge when it comes down to the, to what type of style this offense is playing right now. And he's got good speed as far as getting to the edge and, and, and being more physical than DBs or safeties and stuff, man. Uh, again, the Steelers always find a way to find a guy like this, man. And it's almost like this kid is playing <laughs> with the spirit of Barry Sanders almost coming out of Oklahoma State here. Yep. When, when you have a dude lined up next to the quarterback, especially in shotgun formations, how like as a as a I know you were a guard, but you played tackle in college. How as a tackle does that, you know, when you know you've got that edge rusher, say it is Miles Garrett that you're going up against, or you know, one of the big time names in the NFL. And you know that, okay, even if I, I don't get him, if I just slow him down, I know that my running back's got my back. What, how much pressure does that take off of you? It, it takes a lot because this is one thing that has to be cleaned up too when it comes down to that type of protection. Like I'll like it was beautiful with like D'Angelo Williams and, and, and Connor mm. and also Le'Veon too, man. Those guys were good pass blockers in, yeah. in the backfield. I knew this and Munch trained us a certain way. You get one, they'll get the other. Don't matter which one it is, okay, because they understand the assignment of who. If the linebacker shoots the gap quick, guess what? I got to take him first. First mm. line of defense, I'm there. But get, what about the D tackle? Well, they know how to handle it. They'll cut them, fake cut, and then block them. Like, it's those types of things that are necessary to have for offense because it's not just, like, sacks aren't just an OL type of thing. It is a team protection type of situation. If the tight ends give up uh, a block on the edge, that's a problem. So think about the guy that's closest to the quarterback, and that is the running back in those situations. You don't have to stress about that. And having him at his availability at his price, man, let's just be honest about that, being an undrafted guy, is huge. Why do you yeah. think he moved up the stat line like that? I mean, the depth chart like that. You don't do that for no particular reason, Eddie. Right. I'll be honest with you. I was a little like, oh, what about Benny? You know, but but Benny plays his role well on special teams. Yep. And here's a guy I think that's probably more um, apt to doing the job in a running back position type of setting simply because he got those reps at Oklahoma State. Look at this. Yeah. Look at this stat line from there. Like he's been there. He's done those types of things. Yeah. And I, and I think, too, you know, we talked about, you know, there's a, you and uh, DK talked about the offense a lot. Yeah. And, you know, it, it left a lot to be desired. We'll put it that way. I mean, if you look at your grading sheet, you know, there was a lot of things that we I think, you know, we as media, we as fans wanted to see more from this offense. The one thing I will say, though, is I, I think that now that they know, you know, they've they've seen Jalen Warren in regular season play. Yeah. Uh, I think that that is going to free them up with Najee a little bit to maybe, you know, give him a little bit more of a break so that he's he is fresh when he's in there. Uh, you know, he's coming off a foot injury, whether or not he participated fully, he 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 left the yep. game. Yep. So now you give Najee Harris the ability to say, hey, take a series off, take a couple plays off, get some rest. You know, that's I, I really think that that's going to change the dynamic of this offense a little bit. And what's crazy, you feel more confident in that, yep. you know? Like, that's the part of being able to build a team. Everybody goes after the names that we know and we love, you know, as far as like, oh, let's pick this guy up off the street. He's available. No, you get guys like Jalen Warren that are capable of doing that job, too. His last year, of course, at Oklahoma State, man, 1,200 yards. Like, mm. that's a heavy load to be taken right there when it comes down to what he did in college. And, of course, coming from Utah State, too, before going to Oklahoma State, that's a good program in itself, too. 
Like, it's not like he played small ball. He played big ball. And let's be real about Najee's situation. Yeah, he participated, Eddie. But are you willing to just send him out into the wolves right. with the way his ankle looked last week? Uh, I wouldn't. I, I would, you know, I would be very careful in how I use him if I was that coaching staff. And, and I think that that's what they're going to do. It's week two. Exactly. And that's where Jalen comes into play, man. If, again, if he does what he needs to do at his position, that's protect the ball. No fumbles. Yep. Think about what this offense can turn into when it comes down to the way he led on blocks. I don't know if there's any other running back that you have that's going to hit and explode through guys the way he did this past weekend. And, and look at what that did for guys like Chase Claypool. Yeah. Right? Like Chase Claypool with that end around. You know, I, I dude, if I had a dollar for every time I saw that play in training camp yeah. uh, up at Latrobe, like I, I'd probably be able to pay off my student loans by now. <laughs> and, and, and not <laughs> just that. That's one of their bread and butter plays, Ramon. And, and now yeah. having a guy like Jalen Warren, who's mm-hmm. available to get to the edge first and make that block and yes. take on the linebacker, take on that second level guy so that the offensive lineman can handle the first level guys. Yep. That's a big deal. And sustain that block. It's one thing to get right. on a guy and not stay with him. It, I'll tell you this. It's, it's so good, Eddie, that when you start getting that national recognition from guys like Brian Baldinger, you yeah. sit that yeah. to me. Yep. I mean, he's cleaning up guys in pass pro from a side shoulder. He's cleaning up guys up the middle. Like, that's a part of the game where the respect factor comes into by saying, oh, keep an eye out for this guy. I tell you what, I guarantee you New England tries to send the, uh, sends the dogs down on him this week. Watch this kid. He yeah. is who he is, man. And, and I think my favorite thing about it was there was a couple of those blocks that Boldinger uh, highlighted. He didn't have to stay on them because he crushed them. He sent <laughs> them flying. Them. Yes, he did. <laughs> he put yes, them he on their wallet. It was great to see that from a running back. I mean, I, I, I that's what gets me excited about football. That's the kind of stuff that gets me pumped up is when you see dudes embrace the physicality and yeah. just put a helmet on a man. I, I love it, man. It's, it's so Pittsburgh. That's why yep. you love it. That's exactly why. Yep. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we definitely have some more football for you. Pro Football Focus, Moan. Our favorite people. Our favorite entity in in NFL media. Uh, Pro Football Focus came out with their highest graded defenders for week one. And Moan, you would think like Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, Cam Hayward. Mm-hmm. Some names that should be on the list, right? Maybe. Yeah. I, I would assume. I mean, I've you know, I don't know a ton about football, but I know enough. Uh, l- listen to this. Number one, Miles Garrett. Number two, Jerry Hughes. Number three, Jeffrey Simmons. Number four, Max Crosby. Number five, Chris Jones. Mm. Moan. Wh- uh, what? I, I don't like. I'm. I don't even have anything, man. Like Just, I know. I, I'll preface this. I know a lot of people use and 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 appreciate what pro football focus is. Uh, heck, even I've started to use it some just in the grand horoscope or the grand scheme of what sport coverage is, too. It's a basis for it. And every time, Eddie, I use them, I say out loud to people who are listening to me in the morning show. I say, you know what? Y'all know how I feel about them. I was like, this right here is just a good, what do you want to call it, surface level look at what they think the perception of what your players are. I don't know the metric, Eddie. I don't understand how they come up with these grades. To say that Minka didn't have a pick six, some great breakups, some uh, in the end zone in crucial plays, he didn't have a block punt and still doesn't make your top 10 list. It's bothersome to me a little bit, man. I don't don't get it. Like to me, it's one of those things like, 
and this is where I lose, uh, like hockey is a big thing. Like analytics is becoming really big in hockey. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a football show. Uh, I'm going to tie it in. But one of the things that I get frustrated with the analytics people in hockey is that they sometimes put the cart before the horse. Right. Sometimes there are players who are, they mean something to the team and it just doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Yeah. And my thing is with Minka and TJ and cam and, um, and Alex Highsmith. And Alex, yeah. Right. The four of them did show up on the stat sheet. They did. So we can't even use that excuse. Like, ah, oh, they're those guys that are the, the unsung heroes. No. the This is the defensive player of the year yeah. who had an interception and a couple sacks. And a, I, I mean, like, what more? You know, what a pass deflection. What more can TJ Watt do? What I, more I, I, can Alex Highsmith do? Three sacks off the edge. What more can Minka do? A pick six. You you want to know if this is correct, what Chris Jones logged this past weekend? Oh, don't tell me. One solo tackle. One pass deflection. I don't I don't I don't understand. I know they won big this past weekend. Not even the sacks. Like we got uh we we have uh Alex Highsmith getting, what was it, three sacks on the evening? Now, I know this is the thing. Cam has helped flush them out. Uh, It was a, you know, sack by committee and some of those things. He ended up logging it. But I'm thinking about there has to be a highlight. Like, those names you named off, okay, Miles Garrett, yeah, I get it. You know, Max Crosby, Chris Jones. Uh, good good football players, man. They good, I'm not denying that. Top. Yeah, the, this is the cream of the crop in the, in the NFL on defense. But here's another one, just so we show that we're not homers, Moan. Look at the game that Vaughn Miller had for the oh my. Buffalo Bills on Thursday night, and you tell me he wasn't the, one of the top five guys in the NFL? Had like, what been. are they doing? The, the, and, and not just that, like Vaughn's pressure. That he was getting two guys, two sacks, four uh, solo tackles, and two quarterback hits. Like this is where he was. Like pressures all day long. And for the life of me, I I, I simply don't get it. Jeffrey Simmons, yeah, he had a monstrous weekend. Yes. He did. Yes. I watched it. There's no Re- doubt. There's no really doubt. Really good weekend. But I, I I think I'm switching out Jerry Hughes for uh, Alex Highsmith. Yeah. Potentially Minka. Minka had listen. Minka had 14 solo tackles. He had a pick six. He had a uh, a blocked extra point that sent the game to overtime. Yeah. And look at how much he was getting under Joe Mixon and uh, Joe Mixon's skin and Jamar Chase's skin. Yeah. The picture of, of Jamar Chase flipping off uh, flipping off Minka Fitzpatrick tells the yeah. entire story. Not yeah. only was he one of the best, if not the best, defender on the field for probably the best defense in the NFL that week, he was getting under guys' skin and playing them physical and playing them nasty. You want to know where else it doesn't make sense to Eddie because it got released today. Mink was also the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Help me help you, Eddie. I have no idea. You know who my dad compared Minka to this week? Who? Rod Woodson. Wow. He said it's the closest thing he's seen to Rod Woodson in a Steelers uniform since Rod Woodson left. And that's a dude like that's a dude that has watched a lot of football, Moan. It's almost as and, and he's right, though. I mean, he was yeah. everywhere. You know, it, it's a different style than Troy Polamalu. Not saying yeah. that Troy Polamalu wasn't as good or better than these guys. Right. It's a different style. He is, he's going to, he's going, he's taking you behind the woodshed. That, but, but that's what Mika does. And he's a ball that's too. That's what greats do. They carve out their own lane. Yeah. That's what Mika's doing right now, right? There's no need to compare him to Troy. No, when you say Mika, you know exactly who you're it's talking Mink. about. Yeah, it, he he is carving, you're, you're absolutely right. He is carving his own place in Steelers' You know, in in the Steelers' story, 
Yes. And, and he is for him to not get, you know, the, the shine that he deserves is just it's mind boggling to me. Again, for the PFF buffs and lovers like I use it to I will not say always, oh, but I, I just don't. It, it has get its it. place. You're right. Yeah. It has its place, but I don't get it. There's a lot of times where. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand, man. I, I don't get it. You know, I've, yeah. I've watched a lot of football in my life, and I'd like to think that I have a, some kind of baseline knowledge. You played a lot of football in your life, right. and I'd like to think that you have a, a higher baseline. But <laughs> I still don't have it yet, uh, man. Yeah, man. I don't know. We'll get there. We'll get there. When we come back, it's everybody's favorite segment. Hey, Moan. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's everybody's favorite segment. DK made sure to let me know it's the only segment that matters. <laughs> uh, we're brought to you, as always, on this segment by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it's all about quality. We've got three expert chefs who fine-tune every detail so that every sub and burger, salad, wrap, drink, appetizer, everything you get, Moan, uh, gets made with fresh ingredients and always tastes amazing. Order your favorites at Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Uh, my favorite is always the breakfast burrito. I'm always going to say that. You better believe it. Moan, Freeman Burgess has a great question for us today uh, yeah. on the YouTube on the YouTube page. First of all, Freeman Burgess, what a great name! What a great name! Like he Can just you, you you carry a sense of importance with you when you have a name like Freeman Burgess. Exactly, like Young Freeman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to have a deep voice when your name right. is Freeman yeah. Burgess. You can't, that's, you can't that's speak the smooth like jazz. That. That's the smooth jazz guy, man. It Freeman is. Burgess is definitely a smooth jazz My guy. My name is Freeman Burgess. <laughs> Freeman says, hey, Moan, you played with Mike Wallace, Darius Hayward Bay, Ike Taylor, Martavius Bryant. Who was the fastest stealer that you played with? And why oh was it goodness. Ramon Foster, if you've ever seen that Madden video on YouTube? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, that's a hilarious video, man. Oh, me, oh, my. Uh, fastest guy I ever played with. It would probably have to be hands down. Hands down, okay? Darius Hayward Bay. Man, I thought you were going to say Mike Wallace. No, Mike was fast. I don't know if he was Darius Hayward Bay fast. Really? Yeah, Mike was fast, fast, man. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and just elite type of athlete, okay? Of course, y'all know what Coach Tomlin called him, one-trick pony, man. But mm. even just on paper, I think Darius Hayward Bay has the fastest 40 time. Uh, Mike Wallace was a 4-3-3 combine 40. Darius mm. Hayward Bay, 4-3-0, and it looks Ooh. like it, okay? It looks like it. Um, I saw a guy in particular trying to have a race uh, in practice, and Darius Hayward Bay was involved in it. Uh, it was told to that guy, don't jump in that race. I won't even name the rest of the guys. Just know Hay Bay was in it. Don't race those guys. We've already had practice. We're good. Let the ego go. Guy jumps in this race with these other guys along with Darius Hayward Bay. Hay Bay takes off like it's, it's light work. Running wasn't – you don't think about it. When me and you run, Eddie – and most of our listeners, we we got to really contemplate, okay? <laughs> step forward, step forward, step forward. D breathe, breathe. Don't. That's us. Hey, Bay just goes. Not just going, but fast. Go, okay? This guy jumps in this race with them. And let's just say this. He rips his hamstring apart and didn't really play much after that. No. Trying to race Hayward Bay. Trying to race Hey Bay and the group of guys that was with him. You you hear me? Like that's how fast he was. You know, as a as a big guy, 
Yeah. I am so jealous of people that can run fast. See what like, I'm saying? <laughs> I actually told you this before the show jokingly that I was told in high school I looked like I had a piano on my back when I ran. <laughs> I'm six foot three, Moan. I run my I run my height in the 40 yard dash. Yeah. I am so jealous of guys like Hayward <laughs> Bay and Ike Taylor and Calvin Austin and you know yeah. Mike Wallace because I'll never move. The only way I'm going to move that fast is if I'm on a pedal bike. <laughs> and I, leave, I, I don't even know if I could beat them in a race. If you give me a pedal bike, Moan. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's how fast he was, man. And um, that's also one of the reasons why he ended up, ex- you know, expanding his career the way he did. Simply because he found the Nick. Look, if I can be the gunner on special teams, mm. ain't nobody going to beat me down there. I'm that fast. Like, yeah. I don't even know if I saw that, Dree Archer move great, that fast. Man, that's though. such a great point. The whole thing with him being the gunner on special teams yeah. and using the speed of that ability. That is such a good point. It, it is, man, because he found a way. All right, look, I'm, I'm not the guy that you thought I was going to be a wide receiver. Well, watch what I can do in other ways to mm-hmm. make myself more valuable for this team or the, the team that I'm on. Like, And it's one thing to actually, excuse me, see guys that are that fast or know they are on paper. Mm-hmm. But a lot of guys don't look that fast or aren't that fast in football settings. I'll, I don't know if I actually saw Dree Archer hit that 4-2 speed. But mm-hmm. I've seen Haybay hit that 4-3 speed. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there yeah. are differences in it where some guys aren't super fast on the field. Like, I don't think Troy Palomalo was a 4-3-4-4 guy, but you never tell that on the football field, could you? Yeah, we, we always hear it all the time. Football speed. It's football it's speed. Yeah, in-game speed is different than the 40-yard dash speed. I will you know, say this. Of those three guys, let's, 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 let's go here for the ones we saw produce. Hey, Bay was that fast. Mike Wallace showed it. Martavis did also. Mm. You know, like I could see that like Martavis was probably the slowest out of all of them. And he just pulled away from folks. He he was a freak, man. He was, you just, know, he was different. I, I honestly thought that that was going to be the next big thing in, in a Steeler uniform, a wide receiver. It's I a shame so. that it's a shame it didn't work out uh, because yeah. he he had some crazy it. talent. He had yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Um, the dude that I want to talk about real quick when we're talking speed is on the team right now. Calvin Austin, because you know I've told you this story. I don't know if I've told it on the show, but. Um, I, one of the practices I went to at Latrobe, they were doing the uh, receivers versus D backs one on one. Yeah, and that's always set up for failure for the defensive backs. Let's get that straight. It like one on one, it's always set up for failure for the D backs. But they put, and, and I don't know why they did this, but they put Terrell Edmonds up on Calvin Austin, and Calvin Austin caught a like a little like you know he caught the ball to the outside. Kenny Pickett led him to the outside. He put his foot down. Yep, and then just changed direction effortlessly effortlessly and I don't even think he hit top speed and he he made Terrell Terrell Edmonds look like he was in quicksand and I have the picture I'll see if maybe I can find it and put it in the show somehow if if I do have it uh, you know if I have it quick Um, but I have a picture of Terrell Edmonds as Calvin Austin's running past him looking at the defensive backs coach and just putting his hands up like what do you want me to do (laughs) (laughs) I saw that picture I saw that picture it, it just the dude is, I mean, that's the fastest human I've seen that close up in person. Yeah. He, he was different, man. He's unique, man. I'll yeah. say this. If you've ever searched on YouTube as you're looking at our video, maybe on the podcast or YouTube, uh, go watch a video of a Bugatti getting up to speed. That was Hayward Bay. <laughs> when you hear the turbines turn yep. on, the yep. like that was Hayward Bay. Oh, man. Fast. One thing we always say, you can't teach speed. And it is no. fun to watch dudes who can who can let it rip yeah. and fly like that, man. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Not as fun as watching the O-linemen do their thing, though. You know what? There's a lot of eyes on us right now. Uh, we appreciate great, that, man. right? That's great. That's right. <laughs> it's been fun, Mo. No doubt, Ed. I appreciate it. Yep. See you tomorrow. Wh-
Yeah, DK will be back. I won't see you guys, but DK will be back tomorrow. It's been fun. Take care. You guys have a good one.